0: What is up, team? Welcome back to the Red Storm Rapid Reaction Podcast. I'm Pat Kane, here to break down yesterday's 91-74 to victory over Central Connecticut State. Um, similar to our first two games, a little bit of a slow start, a little bit more of a competitive first half than we'd hope. Um, similar to our previous game, it was a three-point shooting by Central Connecticut State in the first half. That really kept them in the game. They were 6-13 for from 3. Um, I posted a tw- uh, video on Twitter of all those 13 attempts. It's a combination of a lot of things. I mean, there were some looks that were way too wide open. Uh, can't happen. There were some decently contested looks that we could do better on, just closing out or uh, fixing up some some tightness in terms of uh, working through screens or, and communicating. And then there were some really well-contested shots that went in as well. And it's always going to be a combination of those. You hope that you can limit the very open looks and um, compete on a night-to-night basis with teams who are always going to try to exploit your uh, aggressiveness in the half court on defense and try to get situations where that aggressiveness hurts us. Um, In this game, it wasn't so much of our full court pressure that that led to open threes. It was more in the half court. But uh, I recommend you guys check out that video and see for yourself. Um, Similar to what I've said in the past and, and what we've seen, Central Connecticut state came out and they attacked Joel in high pick and rolls. Uh, The first four threes they took in the game, uh, all were um, not, if not a direct result of the pick and roll, all were initiated by pick and roll in which Soriano had to be the defender. Um, And it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And until we concede a little bit with how he'll defend up top, or we change up our approach, I think it will continue to happen. Um, But, the, the worst part is, I mean, in the first 10 minutes of that game, Joel scored nine of the, uh, for, of our first 11 baskets. So offensively, he's a huge key, but he was also Central like, an key in terms of getting good looks. So it's a, a good and a bad with Joel, and we have to really figure out how to get – the most out of him on offense and still make him a capable player on the defensive end, whether that's him getting better on the individual level or us making adjustments on the team level, but it has to happen because uh, as soon as he comes out of that game, we go on a 9-0 run. And I-, I like Joel. I think he's easily one of our five best players, but we have to do a better job of using him or like I said, how we'll play all together if we're gonna have him as our primary center. And if we wanna reach our truest ceiling, then I believe he needs to be getting close to 25 minutes a game, uh, at least over 20. Um, but it was 40 to 36 at the end of the half. Like I said, they had six made threes. They were really getting uh, a lot of good looks, um, not just threes. Um, I think give some credit to them. They made some really good plays. Uh, they had a, a couple of great looks, uh, a reverse uh, three on the uh, layup on the baseline. That was a tough shot. A couple of threes that I said, were really well contested, um, and on our on our end, and offensively, we just never fully got going in the first half. We still scored 40 points. Um, Jones didn't score, I don't think, until the last minute or so in the first half. He had a much better second half, but uh, we took some tough shots. We never got in the flow, and we didn't string enough stops together. And that's what happens when you play against Division One teams. If, if those things take place, they'll hang around, and they were shooting like 82 percent. Uh, five or six minutes into the game and if you get going and you feel good then you're you're going to consistently feel good and you know what is it men's warehouse says 80 percent of looking good is feeling good well 80 percent of shooting good is feeling good as well and if we give those guys open looks early they feel really good about themselves and it's no surprise that they're going to continue to make shots if we give them a decent enough look throughout the game So we really got to come out concentrated on uh, Thursday and moving forward. Defensive presence early in the game, set the tone on that end, and the offense will come around. Uh, Nebraska gives us a a good chance to do that. Uh, A power five team that doesn't necessarily have a full power five roster. Uh, Looking around the country, they would rank towards the bottom of power five teams. But nonetheless, it's not a a mid-major team. They'll have size. They'll have talent. So we have to come prepared and protect our home court. In the second half, I thought offensively we got going a lot better. Uh, I don't think the defense really improved at the beginning part of the second half. Honestly, I think the defense in the first six or seven minutes of the second half was worse than at any point in the game. We just were better on the offensive end, and they missed some open looks. But they were still getting good shots. The first two plays in the second half were easy baskets inside off attacking Soriano at the high pick and roll. Um, And that's just a reoccurring issue. Um, We did see some zone. At that point, the game was kind of out of reach. Uh, I did like seeing it. I think it's something we'll have to see. Uh, We'll keep our bigs closer to the paint um, where they should be. So I like to see that moving forward. We didn't see much man-to-man full court pressure in this game. We saw some 2-2-1, which worked okay in spots. Um, I thought uh, Corbello does a good job defending the ball full length of the court. I think Posh is a... Is a tremendous pest. I mean, I'm not breaking any news there. His, his ability to get steals and deflections is uh, second to none. He does gamble sometimes, and tonight that costs him a few plays. I, uh, there was a, a free that comes to mind where he tried to gamble for a steal, and he ended up getting beat in the corner for a three, and there was another play where he got beat back door for a layup when he was trying to uh, you know, cheat up top for a, an easy steal. Uh, one thing I will say, and I don't think it's a, a negative in a general sense, uh, I love when players are unselfish, uh, maybe to a fault. And I think there, it has been to a fault a little bit with posh so far. There was a handful of, of occasions today where I thought he gave up layups for, uh, sometimes it ended up with an easy, uh, an easy layup for someone else, but other times not so much. Um, The one in the first half, he went baseline and he had to lay it right at the the rim and he instead passed it on his back to Stanley, who fumbled the pass, ended up making the shot. But I thought Posh's look was a better look. There was a couple other times in the second half. And of course, some of them ended up in really nice plays. The off the backboard pass to Store is really not one I'm considering in this. Um, But I like to see Posh look to score for himself a little bit more, especially in this two guard look. Carbello, I, I think, played a really good floor game. Still a couple turnovers, really good defensively. He's not a scoring threat um, for the most part. Posh, if we're going to play in both a lot of minutes together, he has to look to score. And uh, I, I'd hate to tell someone to be selfish. I, 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 that's one thing I love most about players, when they're willing to make the extra pass. But there's a difference between willing to make the extra pass and making a, a useless pass when you've already got a good look. Just something to, to note. Um, what else would I think was positive? Uh, we looked to get Soriano involved on the offensive end in the beginning of the first and second half, and we uh, got him set, got his presence felt, and he did a good job converting. Offensively, he was great tonight. He, w- he was fantastic. It's a defensive end where he looks to get exploited, and we have to do a better job. Coaches do a better job of working that out still. Um, A.J. Store's offense, another bright spot, um, looking good, comfortable shooting from three doesn't have rotation, but I, I said, you know, early on, I'm watching his stage in high school. He, he made big shots in big situations, looked comfortable from the perimeter. I was not worried about his, his ability to shoot. Um, offensively, he, he is right there ready to play with those, those, those other wings, if not past them. It's uh, the other things where I think not so much Pinzone, but Mathis and Wusu have an advantage defensively and on the boards and uh, knowing what to do. Not that Storr won't catch up in those areas, but um, in the time being, it's going to be a, a give and take between what's best for the team now and what's best for the team future. Probably what's best for the team in the future is playing uh, store 25, 30 minutes. What's best for the team now might be closer to, you know, 18 to 20. And people may disagree. I think all those those three guys, Pinzone, for whatever reason, was in the doghouse tonight. But Mathis, Sue Store, all three of those guys played pretty well. Uh, Mathis has played really well the first two games. He Didn't have a great night tonight, but didn't hurt us. Uh, Was Sue, had a a good second game, had a pretty good game tonight, hit a three, hit another jumper, uh, was active on the boards um, and and Store was a a big-time scorer and a a big-time athlete. I think it will be kind of a rotating uh, bunch between those three. I just hope it's a consistent uh, feel for all of them. You're not you know, playing one guy six minutes randomly for no reason, or by playing another guy 30 minutes out of nowhere. You know, get him a consistent role. Who's ever playing best should get the most minutes. I think they all get their opportunities. They all bring a little something different to the table. Uh, seven for 12 from the line tonight That's a step back after doing really well from the line over the first two games. Uh, Soriano, I'm sorry, uh, Stanley was 0 for 2. Um, Soriano, um, I will say, um, does. Had a, I'm sorry, had a, had a few nice passes from the post. Uh, that's one thing we, we we all know, is that when he gets the ball in the post, he's not just a black hole. He's a capable passer. Uh, he had a really good pass to Mathis in the first half for a three, and it's something that uh, we'll see more of. Stanley got a couple nice dump-offs from um, Jones in the second half, got him going with a couple easy baskets. He had a follow-up uh, tip slam and then a nice catch and finish on a dunk. He did air ball three that did not look pretty. But um, I think he looked more comfortable out there, out there tonight. Uh, I did, did break those two free throws, but he looked more comfortable. We got him going still NY. Uh, NY um, send thoughts and prayers to him. That's a tough situation going on with his, with his family, um, at least what the reports are. Hopefully, you know, in due time, he'll be back ready to play, but thoughts and prayers go to him. That's tough. Um, let's take a look at the box score. All right. All um, right. Store led the way off the bench 16 points. He was four for five from three. The majority, I think all four of them were corner three looks, if I'm not mistaken. Um, nothing real too much else in the box score. He did have two steals and a rebound. That's the only rebound he's had through three games. So I'd like to see him get a little more aggressive on the glass, uh, perhaps offensive then especially. He's just uh, his athleticism and get a few easy buckets that way. Um, Stanley on the bench had six points, two rebounds. Like I said, he was pretty active, played pretty well. Three for four from the field, two blocks and a steal. Uh, Wu Su nine points, four for eight from the field, six rebounds, no assists, one turnover. turnover. He's done a good job eliminating his turnovers so far this year. And um, Pinzón didn't play in the first half. He had two points, looked like he was trying to rush it a little bit maybe when he got in there. Understandable. I'm not sure if he just got forgotten about in the first half or coach was teaching him a lesson but it looked like he felt the pressure to get going. And I've mentioned this over the last couple of games. It seems like he has predetermined uh, in his mind when he wants to shoot it. And I, I, I don't think he's that type of player. I think he might just feel a little pressure to make an impact offensively. Hopefully he gets enough of a, an opportunity just to get comfortable and play his normal game. Uh, Kobe King had three points, hit a three, had a couple of nice passes in the first half, had a really nice drive and a dish to store for his first three in the corner. Um, baseline one-handed pass looked really good he also had a nice pass overhead where we didn't convert on the layup I don't believe but I like King I like his game a lot it's just going to be hard for him to get minutes Uh, for the starters Jones 15 points nine rebounds four assists no turnovers he did have a couple other nice passes that didn't lead to assists but I can remember one in particular pass to Stanley where he got fouled on the layup he does a really good job of making passes when he drives a little sloppy on the handle I'm always a little bit uneasy when he begins his move but he's a bona fide talent and a bona fide scorer. and a lot of our um, ceiling will be determined on how well he can score as the go-to guy in Big East play we saw tonight in the second half when he's got it going we can build up a lead in the first half where he's not scoring so much Central Connecticut State was able to play with us Joel nine points five rebounds I think he had all those nine points in the in the first half, I want to say, if not all nine, seven of them at least. I thought I remembered one batch in the second half, but I must be mistaken because, yeah, I think he got our first nine points. Um, Five rebounds, four for six from the field. Uh, I do like that we're looking to get him going, set him up some baseline screens and, and have him post up. I think he has to do a better job of getting position before he wants the basketball before he's called for it. fight do the work early and then you get, get that position when he's um just floating for you know rebounds are the same thing he'll go try to grab a rebound and so try to you know use his huge body to clear out a guy he just thinks being the biggest guy out there is enough and sometimes it is sometimes it isn't i'd like to see him you know impose his will strength wise and really uh you know establish position for the ball and for rebounds you can you can be a beast He really can be Posh, 12 points, six assists, five rebounds, two steals. Just an all-around good game for Posh. I think he could have had, you know, four or six more points if he just took some easy shots. Um, still hasn't hit a three yet on the year. Perhaps worrisome. We'll see. Curbelo, six points, three rebounds, five assists, one steal, two turnovers, a couple sloppy passes, a couple nice uh, plays. I-, I thought he played a good game overall. Um, really good defensive effort. Uh, that end of the first half play stands out as something that is, is a big addition to this team. Um, I'm not sure how often that would have happened last year or in the past. We had the ball, could take close to the last, second, the last shot in the half. Corbello gets the team set. He takes his time. He's patient. There's purpose. We run the play with about 10 minutes up on the shot clock. Ends up with Posh getting the screen at the top of the key. As Posh uses that screen, Corbello cuts baseline back door. Posh feeds him with a perfect pass. Corbello makes a nice reverse layup. Uh, to finish the half. So that's a good sign of uh, being able to execute situations like that. That's something we've we've noted plenty and we'll, we'll hopefully see more so when the competition level increases. And then Montez Mathis, 13 points, five for seven from the field, one for two from the three-point line, two rebounds, no assists, no turnovers, or I'm sorry, one turnover. Another solid game for Mathis. That one three hit, his feet were completely set. He took it in good rhythm. Montez with his feet set, Mathis still kicking. Uh, it's good to see. But uh, we get that win, 91 to 74. We shot 55% from the field, 36 for three uh, from three, and 58 from the line. Central Connecticut State shot 51% from the field, 37% from three, and 67% from the line. Um, what else did I want to show you guys? Let's look at our stats throughout these three games real quick. Interesting. All right. Jones, far and away, our leading score, close to 19 a game. Uh, He's been rather efficient through three games, 40% from three, 86% from the line, 49% from two. He's also chipping in on other areas, Uh, steal a game, 3.3 assists a game. He averaged over two assists a game last year, close to three. If he can average over two again this year with the other ball handlers we have, that will be a good sign. And and not an easy number for a scoring forward in college to average close to three assists. Montez, the second leading scorer currently, 11.3 points, two rebounds extremely efficient through these three games, 63% from three, 63% from two, um, 100% from the free throw line. You couldn't really ask for much more out of him. We'll see how, how um, long he's able to keep this up. And when it does eventually return down to, you know, where his averages should be, if they'll be better than they were last year, obviously he's not going to shoot over 50% uh, for much longer, you know, on a consistent basis. No one does uh, as, a, as a scoring guard. Joel Soriano, uh, 11.3 points, he's third, nine rebounds. That's a really good number. That's 70% from the field, another really good number, 60% from the free throw line on not many attempts. I'd like to see him get there more. Um, We're going to have to, you know, obviously see how uh, he's able to keep up throughout the Big East year, but I'd like to see that minutes increase, those free throws increase. If you can hover around that eight-ish boards, I think that's good. If you can hover, hover around that 11 points a game, I think that's good too. Posh, eleven points, four rebounds, six assists, two point seven steals, a little bit of everything. Nothing, nothing too um, out of the way of normal. There, you maybe expect him to score a little more, a couple more points a game. Obviously, you hope he hits a few threes from uh, now and then, but we'll see. Cabello, ten points, six assists, two point seven turnovers. Hopefully, he brings that turnover number down a notch. I'm sure the assists will drop a little bit, but you know, I can see it hovering right around five uh, throughout the year. If he can make 33% of his threes all year, I think we take that. Um, but the starters, those five, uh, they, they've played well through these three games off the bench. Store's given us nine points. Wusu's given us eight. Pin zone Stanley behind them, not getting much minutes. Wusu, um, 5.3 is, uh, rebounds. That stands out. Uh, Store, 67% from three. That stands out. So a lot of good contributions overall. And, um, you know, These numbers might be meaningless at this point in the season, but you can kind of get a feel for uh, who's played well and where Mike Anderson sees the uh, lineup as it stands currently. But, you know, those three games were against very, very low competition. And anyone can beat you any night. So when I say low competition, it's in a general sense, but anyone can beat, you got to bring your game. So the competition level does increase. We have Nebraska on Thursday, the Gavitt games, they're 2-0 with double-digit wins over Maine and Omaha. Uh, Let's take a look at their stats. Here we go. Um, Their leading scorer, Sam Greisel, 20 points a game, eight rebounds, three assists through two games, not much of a sample size. Um, C.J. Wiltshire, we recruited him a little bit. His brother played at Xavier. Um, I think his brother played at Xavier, unless – Yeah, right. That's the same wheelchair. Uh, 14 points, one rebound through two games. He's led the team with five threes made shooting 42% through those two games. He's probably one to watch on the perimeter. They don't have uh, what seems to be a a bunch of guys who look to really uh, let it fly from three, but uh, still 34% through two games. Again, small sample size looks like they don't have a tremendously deep bench, um, but it'll be interesting to see how much of a pressure uh, we apply against uh, Nebraska. Um, 12 turnovers a game in two games against weak competition. Now, that's not an outstandingly, astonishingly high number, but maybe something we can exploit. Uh, I'd like to see us turn it up a notch defensively. I remember when they came and played us at Carnegie Arena, uh, I don't know, five or six years ago when in my – I know I might be getting confused when South Carolina came to Cornestock Arena and we blew them out. I'm pretty sure we blew out Nebraska as well at Sack Arena. i like to just turn it up real quick. You know, let's see a second half um, that we played these previous two games in the first half of this game. Really come out, step on their throat, put it on them early, and then get the get the crowd into it, give the, the fans something to get excited about and and really kickstart this season, which would be 4-0 and essentially be, you know, the end of – the extended preseason. We can't look past the team, any team, let alone a Big 10 team that you know is looking to get a big road win, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Thanks for all the new subscribers, keep uh, listening on on Spotify or Apple podcast or on YouTube. Um I really appreciate it. Follow me on Twitter at St. John's Bball Pod. Um let me know what you think. Please keep tuning in for Justin Simon. This has been Pat King. Peace.